great, great trip, honestly. Much needed. Yeah. Like, after so much time being away from Big Bear with your clothes, like, it was the clothes were solid. I was expecting to see some snow up here. Yeah, no, there's zero snow. They, like, just <laughs> lifted the snow closures? Yeah. I haven't seen a single snowflake. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if they were holding out on us or what, dude. Have you guys, so you guys haven't been up here since, since closures either? No, I was here on the very first day morning that they uh they instated those closures we saw the ranger i think i did i tell you that so yeah we 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 got told as we were just aired down the ranger pulls up says i just shut the trail down like what and there was snow like right where like the road normally where we air down you never see snow that close but it was snow right there i'm like hey there's just a couple corners like all we need is a shot in the snow yeah and uh He's like, you go all the way to the gate and see for yourself. I'm like, oh, cool. Oh, you're giving us permission? Yeah. And we went, and there was no gate. There was, like, I think a gate off to the right, but the road we were on, there was no gate, so we kept going. Okay. He gave you sassy permission to, sassy permission. to continue. Like, and, all right, asshole. And he's just like, okay. He, yeah. said, he, said, he said his lines of, you yeah. aren't supposed to do this, but I have to go do something else right now. Yeah, I am, there's only one person for X tens of thousands of acres of land yeah. that I have to manage. All right, guys, here we go. <clears throat> Welcome to another episode of Rick for Dirt, the podcast that brings the adventure to you. I'm Ali, joined with... Eric from American Overland. Eric's uh, one of our new co-hosts, and uh, we're going to be doing a lot more stuff together, especially now that we're working on our Subaru projects. Uh, we came out to Big Bear this past weekend. We're actually on location for a change. No longer in my garage studio, but nope. actually hanging out. Beautiful Holcomb Valley. Beautiful Holcomb Valley. Gorgeous weather. Crystal blue skies with the fluffiest clouds. Like, it is Super perfection fluff. right now. Yeah, the, the, the clouds are worth the little raindrops, and the thunder was oh, nice yesterday. Yesterday. The, yeah. that thunderstorm. So we had a thunderstorm come through, and there was like always a 30% chance of rain. But you'd hear the thunder, and then you see this dark mass of clouds, but it just chilled on past us. Like, it didn't even come over us we got a little sprinkle sprinkle yeah just enough like to keep a little the dust drizzle down. yeah just just to mat down the dust it was like it was, you couldn't have asked for a better situation oh it's perfect except for chili, last night which chili last night shit yeah you you didn't have enough blankets it's okay it was for a good cause <laughs> you didn't just stack your boys on top of you uh, dude no i i grabbed their sleeping bags on either side of me I, I went in the middle i grabbed their sleeping bags and i pulled them right up to me so at least my sides were somewhat warm and then this fucking blanket's like a feather, right? It's down. And it just kept wanting to float away. I'm like, no. <laughs> kept like pulling it down from the roof back onto me. <laughs> I had these little thing called slews from uh, C6 Outdoors. C6 Outdoors is interesting, actually. It's owned by the, the gentleman who sold Frontrunner USA or Frontrunner in general. Sold mm. the company, which I believe Dometic purchased, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, also one of our partners on our project, both of them. Um Thank you for a runner. Thank you to medic. But they have these things called slews and there's they're they're sleeping bag shoes. And so you put you put these little also known on. as socks. Well, <laughs> thick quilted socks. Oh, okay, okay, like nice. sleeping bag socks. Yeah. Sleeping yeah. bags for your feet. Yeah, sleeping bags for your feet. And actually, I think they saved me between the beanie that my wife knit me, which I love, and the jacket she bought me for Father's Day, which is like wearing a blanket, I think. That's what saved my ass last night. But it was very cold. That's all you need. That's all you need. Yeah. Two inches and some blankets. Top and, and some little booties. <laughs> Sorry. That's it. That was like a little, what do you call it? Inside 
poker inside baseball, whatever. <laughs> Eric and I were Eric and I were doing the skids on the bottom side of the Subaru, and uh, we realized two inches would make all the difference. And then we realized that applies to a lot of things. <laughs> Anyways, who are we joined by? Let's uh, let's get into the the third party intros here. We're very blessed and lucky to be joined by Sean Reyes, um, Shock Surplus. Mr. Sean Reyes, who's come through clutch for Eric and I on the Subaru projects, which, you know, it's a very unique opportunity right now to get one of our partners on the projects, also a friend, somebody that we're getting to know better and better as we do more and more things together. Um, last time we hung out was at Johnson Valley yeah. for the party that we kind of like yeah, threw, threw together with Milestar. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and yeah, it's always been a good time and I'm looking forward to actually getting some work done together but yeah. the good times are good with me too like yeah. i can't wait to come up to your neck of the woods and enjoy some of the god's country out yeah. there yeah dude we gotta get up on you got you gotta take me on the rubicon oh with bro your yeah. bro yeah I'm a, I'm a rubicon um virgin are you really yeah oh eric that sounds like an episode <laughs> to me if frank frank needs to get his uh frank's fj is a little out of commission right now with the brakes i guess his front rotor seized up so he wasn't able to join us today but I believe that would be a fun trip. And FJ could totally navigate that trail with the bypasses that it's got. And mm. he's got skid pads for Massford. He'll be all right. Yeah. That's yeah. all you need. That's all you need. And two inches. The power um, wagon will not make it. Who else? Who else is here? Power wagon would be a stretch. Yeah. Me. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kelly Namura from it's, Tread Magazine. It's Kelly. She's Hanging all, out. I don't wear name badges. You should know who I am. It's Kelly. <laughs> I own name badges, actually. Yeah, do you? I do. Yeah, cool ones. <laughs> Let's say various auto manufacturers, because they give you name badges. Do they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I've so, been hanging out, met the clan from Shock Surplus, which... Yeah. It was the first time? First time meeting them, yeah. But I've been watching their videos on YouTube, so it's kind of nice to uh, huh? connect the dots there. Mm-hmm. They feed me information, so I think it's probably a lot of information a lot of people seek out and need. Yeah. And Tread, of course, being one of our largest partners on this, the partner, like this is basically a collab between Tread Magazine, Fast Friends, of course, I have to get my shit in there. Yes. And then it's like all these amazing partners like Sean with Shock Surplus, um, like I said, Firmrunner, Dometic, uh, Iron Man 4x4, uh, Flat Out, you know, Goose's. Goose Gear. I mean, Goose Gear is one of those things where I, I just don't feel comfortable talking fully about it because it's so cool and so new. Mm. But I guess the cat's kind of out of the bag. They've already unveiled their Outback setup, the Park Series. Yeah, and yeah. people can probably put the dots together. We have cross treks, and they've yeah. released the Park Series for <laughs> other for Subarus. Outback, yeah. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. Um, but, but I'm looking forward to that. Come, come visit at SubiFest if you're in Southern California. That'll Santa be, uh, Anita. They'll be debuting some new product. July 23rd. And I think after that date, we'll be able to talk about it without restrictions or Copy that. Uh, upsetting any Anybody. friends over at Goose Gear yeah. that have asked for our confidence. <laughs> and, and we give it wherever possible. Um, you know, Reka Wheels, uh, Milestar Tires, uh, Multicam Pattern, um, in partnership with ImageCraft Arizona, Multicam which is multi-cam vinyl. Casey Lights, Wired by Greg. Uh, the guys over at Premier West, Torque Locker, or I Torque Masters. I think today we're installing a Warren bumper. We have Warren, uh, Factor 55. I mean, the names that are on this project are just the best. I mean, we couldn't have asked for better partners and better products to showcase and to be authentic with. It's hard not... It's hard not to give an honest response to anything we have because it's it's as good as it's going to get. So anything we may say, 
could be taken as constructive criticism, but it's like, yeah, go make better then. You know, like it's pretty much we are if we, we are have, outfitting it, with the right stuff. Yeah. And if we have feedback, we're going to provide it in a yeah. you know, constructive way. But I'm excited with the partners that are on board. Dude. I'm excited to see some new stuff and try it out. We've got the Dometic 25 liter. 25. Dude, it's nice. At camp today. It's pretty cool how much that little fridge can hold. It's super portable coming out of the small cargo area of the Subaru Crosstrek. And it doesn't weigh more than 30 pounds. I think it's a 28-pound fridge freezer. Well, so it's easy to move when you do have it loaded up. It's hard for people to understand what does 25 mean? What does 45 mean? Like, they have to, like, kind of see it in person. And, you know, when you go to, like, Overland Expo, it's great. You can see Snowmaster. You can see... The medic, you could see all these great companies that have fridges and really see the volume inside of there. Yeah. Um, Snowmaster the, being my partner from the Jeep. Now we're with the medic because of Front Runner and all the relationships that are making kind of this all happen. So we're kind of having to be a little different to certain partners. Um, but I'm not upset about having the Dometic. It's awesome. The app is amazing. And like I was saying, the, the volume inside, we were able to feed eight people dinner and breakfast with enough supplies that were in that fridge plus six tall beers from pizza port plus uh, snacks for your kids plus what snacks for your snacks, kids snacks, fresh fruit fresh sushi. fruit yeah sushi <laughs> you had the lot of california rolls i don't know if you call those sushi but yeah exactly yeah. sushi you it, requi- a sushi restaurant. it required a cold box <laughs> it's japanese it counts um but yeah i mean that all fit four steaks uh like a big bundle of bacon two big bags of cheese that you mm-hmm. get at the store all of that fit into that little cooler and uh Granted, it was it was it was to the brim, like it was maxed out. Yeah. But like, if you have a couple of buddies and you both have little space and you both have those fridges, Eric could, for instance, carry all the beer, and I could carry all the food. And yeah. and this one, the manufacturer says will hold forty cans. Forty cans. So, which is a great way of measuring too. I mean, that's a great visual. I mean, I can have like a twelve pack of seltzers, a twelve pack of IPA, there you go. twelve pack of some cider, ciders yes. for you. Thank you. And I've still got four more wild card beers to fill the. <laughs> so so I'm feeling good about this. <laughs> Any time of day is. Yeah, it's rad. Um, so, beyond that, uh, what else do we have left? Um, rig supply. Yeah, Eco you... Hitch went in. We did the hitch install. Rigs next. You have uh, F44, uh, not to be mistaken with Factor 55, but F44 is a bumper company. That they make custom one-off. Well, it's not one-off per se, but it's handmade to-order bumpers for the Subaru um, front and rear. I believe they do make fronts and rears. Yeah, fronts uh, and since rears. we're working with Warren, we're going to run the Warren setup up front, Correct, yeah. and they make a nice plate steel, ten gauge uh, steel uh, plate style bumper for the rear. Yeah, I didn't want to do tube style in the back with plate style up front. I think if you're going to do tubular bumpers, you got to keep the theme going Correct, yeah. on the side rails, keep front and rear. Yeah. Um, so since the Warren's going up front, I, I wanted to find something that looked nice, gave ground clearance, had a tire swing out. Uh, Built in. That wasn't the original plan, but right. we found out. The rigged out, was the original plan for your vehicle. Right. We were going to use the rigged ultra swing for both, yeah. but we learned that the aftermarket bumper uses a inset tow hitch receiver that's positioned about four and a half inches above the stock um 
And since that's higher and the rigged ultra swing raises it another four or five inches. It'd be way too wonky. It, it would put the spare tire up too high on the roof line. <laughs> you hit your head on it. <laughs> <laughs> it might be above the roof rack and just destroy any chance of you can't rear, go in a parking rear vision whatsoever. <laughs> too tall. Um, and uh, Alive Raps is going to be doing the wrap install, um, which is awesome. And, uh, and yeah, and if, you know, if I'm missing anybody here or there, uh, you know, we'll make it up in future episodes. But for now, I think we should kind of take it over to Sean and Sean explain what the, what the inspiration was to have us come out here, what the goal is. You do a lot of media now. So what's the vision? Yeah. I mean, we're, when we're talking about these, uh, the Subarus here, it, I think it's a pretty cool project that you guys are doing because it lends a lot of options to like see what product is for which person right you guys are both running different kind of uh inspirations behind your builds um eric is more uh, aggressive aggro rally rally sport and ollie you're more a family family man like myself yeah. uh kind of still kids, still get after it yeah still get after it but yeah. we've got a lot of gear i've seen you in johnson <laughs> valley on those videos i'm like that poor ram yeah it's a I, massive I, fucking ram truck that he's got what is it a 2500 25 it's 85 and, it's about nine thousand pounds and he uh, fucking yeets it over whoops and all kinds of shit thanks carly suspension <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. but yeah so we've got like we're looking at you know um rally rally tech uh, uh and then iron man and then uh um, flat, flat out. out suspension as being some of these, um, you know, premier options on your guys' situations. And so we want to run all three across both vehicles. Um, and so we'll be installing before, after kind of getting just your guys' feedback, um, seeing if these products even last on, on these trails and the way you guys drive, I'm sure they will. Um, but just just understanding which one is not best it's just like which one is best for for you guys for what you for, want to do we've talked about driver. this Eric yeah and I. like even yesterday during our intro for the suspension piece we talked about hey some of our some of our feelings towards things or our criticisms aren't necessarily criticisms based on what those products were designed for exactly. they, they might be like oh i get after it a little too hard this suspension may not be for me or this type of valving or this type of whatever you know mm -hmm. um, settings are not right or the spring rate's not right um you know every yin is gonna have its yang and Correct. every adjustment is gonna have like some sort of downstream effect so if, if you want stiffer ride quality it's not gonna ride as comfortably around town but you're not gonna bottom out as quickly on the trail right. and so it's like every decision you make is kind of a personal one so what we might choose and what be best for our vehicle carrying weight trails driving style might not be for everyone but I, we will explore all of those details and kind of get into the different options and why we chose what we chose and uh today or yesterday we were out here doing uh filming just in the stock format which yeah. which shock, like, by the way shock surplus is doing all the filming they have their crew out here um they've been gracious enough to put a little bit more production quality into at least a couple of our videos that we're producing. <laughs> um, won't be all like me and you. It's now somebody who's more professional doing it right. And we had a great day yesterday just doing some back and forths on the trails and getting impressions, in-cap impressions, and 
being able to kind of talk about how we're feeling about it and what we're expecting to get out of you know, yeah it'll be good to have setups. both of you guys vehicles side by side through all this like uh, just understanding like just the different responses on the terrain and like you guys might even drive each other's vehicles and the different suspensions mm -hmm. and be like oh this is different here or, or maybe not even notice anything right sure exactly that sometimes happens yeah uh, having this baseline for comparison is so important to yeah under, like being able to provide feedback on upgrades yeah if you're not familiar like in a pretty and you start paying attention to it a lot more too when you're when you're out here like oh okay i better start feeling this out because i'm about to get upgraded right because we, we were talking about it yesterday where exactly some people just go out the gate and upgrade start without upgrading even, everything without even understanding like the limitations no of the current gear yeah. right? exactly yeah. so i was, I was kind of you know, I was pushing it a little bit hard yesterday. I want to see where it'll bottom out. Oh, I yeah. want to no, see. No, we definitely got some I, air. I, yeah. my, every single skid plate on my vehicle now has a mark. Yeah. From front to For back, sure. the stock skids have 100%. all been marked. And one afternoon on the trails, <laughs> Ali's doing the family-friendly builds, and I do that with air quotes. Um, he caught air. <laughs> it's on video. <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a certain amount of freedom that comes with knowing you have new tires, new wheels, yeah. new suspension just Already shipped, well, it's, waiting. It's yeah. your obligation For to drive it hard and I guess like, so, yeah. get some feedback, develop an opinion. What's that? <laughs> we got Eric caught on Leroy's buzzer. So not only did you catch air, but you caught air with your two kids in the car. So you were loaded down. Yeah, how are the, boy, how are the boys, how are oh, the boys enjoying it? it? Yeah. Ashton was the, the little guy, nine-year-old, is the one who's like egging me on. Papa, board bumps, faster. Like yeah. I'm like, bro, we're going to like nice. crash into a tree. Like, we're going to wrap this thing around a tree. No, faster. You said you were going to go faster. Faster. <laughs> like, fuck. I'm supposed to be the family version. That's why I like, I'm like, sorry, guys, I have to go fast. <laughs> he wouldn't shut up. It's just a roller coaster all the time. It's fun. <laughs> That's what Jackson said. It was like a roller coaster. Yeah. One thing I was thinking about is like, we actually, my wife has a for, has a Forester at home. I'm like, hmm, how many, how many of all of our friends with you know Jeeps or Rams or Tacomas or whatever, also their wife has uh, a daily driven Subaru that mm. like. It is actually really fun to drive. Why's it got to be the wife? Huh? Why's uh, it got to be the wife? I mean, I take it every once in a while. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to fill up my my truck. I'm gonna take your Subaru. Right. But I mean, they're actually really fun with all-wheel drive on these trails because like so much traction, super quick, and they they stop pretty fast. So like that you, you way faster than the Ram or a bigger less truck. Less momentum, right? Yeah, less, exactly. Less mass. Yeah, smaller wheels, tires. So like, lots of control, lots of fun. So, I mean. I think I look at these these aftermarket suspension options and I'm like, I mean, almost overkill for these trails. Like you, the stock suspension is almost getting it done on, on most of this anyways. Yeah, yeah right? we were able to pretty much navigate yeah. most rutted roads around here and the roads have been definitely rutted out from all the rain. And, they they and do feel worse, right? Oh, yeah. The wet time. season has yeah. definitely yeah. created more potholes and it's not soft sand that no, like deforms hard. in between the potholes. Yeah. No. Potholes are like inverted speed bumps. Yeah, yeah they're, for sure. They're just... Like suck you your feel tire it. in, Thunk. punch the suspension. Yeah, yeah right um, in the dick. I thought it was just me. I was, I was like, these roads seem to have gotten way worse. Way worse. Season. They were pretty smooth. I mean, before they, there were some ruts here and there, but it was nothing like this. But yeah. the area just reopened, and yeah. as tires smooth out those yeah. hard ruts, they'll they'll round them out and smooth them over. I feel like this but is right weak. now. They 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 were pretty pretty, pretty rough roads. It was like week two or week three of these being back open. Like that's one of the special things about us being up here is that we haven't been able to be up here in like a couple months uh, from the snow closures. Uh, the first time 
or the last time I was here was right on the day of it closing, not knowing that it was fully closed and getting a pass from one of the rangers to do a couple of shots. Still got stuck, but pulled out a couple of people too. That's the, the juxtaposition between then and now, which is, like you said, not a freaking snowflake in sight. Like, beautiful, like gorgeous out here. Absolutely phenomenal. And uh, it's good to be back, just in our backyard. Having a good time. Well, yeah. yeah. Not your backyard. <laughs> not anymore. Six hours from your backyard. Yeah. Looks um, the same, though. Yeah. But no, it's beautiful and uh, super lucky to have this so close to home. Yeah. Even from San Diego, you're mentioning it's like kind of nice to drive the fuel efficient vehicle. Yeah. I, I was at a quarter tank from San Diego to Big Bear. That's just four, so nice. just, just under four gallons of gas to get up here, where it's like the Jeep would have been. 12 gallons of yeah. gas or more right? would have been closer to a $50 charge, not, yeah. you know. Well, the Jeep, we would have spent a couple bucks. hundred bucks for the entire, all the stuff we did. We probably would have had to gas up again, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't need to gas. I mean, I'll be able to cruise by your place, do the bumper install, cruise back home, and still have a half a tank. Yeah. And it's yeah. only a 16-gallon tank, so it's not like it's. It's bitching. Yeah, there's. I love having a little bit of miles per gallon, because what I'm used to is just jeep mpg so which this is, speaking this is of nice which, to have in the driveway i'm glad you said the word jeep um we still have our jeeps eric and i we haven't gotten rid of those two um i, I find it what's that it's a good opportunity to talk about the balance of why you right. guys kind of found a vehicle that's very different than what you already own and what you drive mm-hmm. most of the time mm-hmm. to give yourself an opportunity to have something completely different sure I for mean, that reason so you can get to big bear in four gallons that's huge, huge. Yeah. I mean, look, the Jeep is awesome. I mean, Eric and I have caught ourselves multiple times talking on this trip like, oh, that's in the Jeep. Oh, that's in the Jeep. Like, we, we have our Jeeps kitted out perfectly for how we camp and how we get out. Like, everything is there. The Subaru has been an adjustment. I've got most of everything I packed, but then I'm like, oh, I forgot that. Oh, I forgot that. Oh, I could have really used that. Like, a big table would have been clutch, you know? Yep. And usually my table's tucked underneath my front runner rack on the Jeep, and it's perfectly placed. And So I it's know not it's something there. you even think about packing. I don't even think about it. It's it always lives there. in yeah. the Jeep, lives on the Jeep, Jeep as part of the roof rack. Oh, it's like the worn, worn remote always lives in the Jeep. Like, it's one of those things that never comes off the Jeep. And... uh and so now this has been a little bit of a, oh, I need to take that. I need to pack that. So it's, I think once we do our goose gear setup, like you said. Then I'm going to yeah. buy our stuff dialed. that fits perfectly within yeah. the storage compartment sizes I have. But um, to fit the needs I still pulled some stuff for the Jeep for this trip. Yeah, I still so got I, med kit, fire yep, suppression, and some navigation, communication. Um, so it's yeah. until things get built in and I, I get duplicates to permanently live in this vehicle yeah I, I did have to disassemble some things but you're right it'll take a little while and a couple of trips to, to figure out yeah. what fits in this size vehicle storage limitations and you know either way you're always going through your gear if you haven't used it in the last four trips if it's not related to recovery or like medical like do you use it right if you're not using it why do you haul it around with you i will say speaking of hauling stuff around like in a jeep you could traditionally fit a two burner stove top right in your jeep one thing i noticed is all our cooking was done on the scottle everything was done on the scottle full steak and shrimp surf and turf quesadillas from last night to the bacon and egg quesadillas for this morning everything was easily managed on the scottle um everyone had a good meal both times and uh, it makes me realize how small the Scottle actually packs down. That is like the perfect CUV cooking kit, honestly. Your Covia is pretty cool too, Kelly. I saw your little Covia, like retro stovetop. That was that was rad. That's 
it's a mini, I don't know, all-in-one or something, but it's got a ceramic, I guess it would be like a skillet, but it looks like a bowl. So you're going to eat out of it straight, too, mm-hmm. and then it's got a little grill, grated grill that you Your can... A little hibachi thing. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if you'd cook directly on it, but you can put a pot on it or yeah. put something on. And then it all fits in a nice little carrying case. I love that thing. For it's a party like of one... super tiny, yeah. Yeah, for a party of one, it's perfect. Yeah. I mean, I have a two-burner stove, too, that I take if I'm going in, like, a bigger group and think I'm going to cook more. But for me, by myself, in bachelorette mode, it's like that little mini is Did perfect. you guys hear that? Did you hear her say <laughs> that? She just... That was a self... Uh, what do you call it? Like, like a shameless plug for Kelly? I'm not shameless plugging. I didn't want to say bachelor, but I, I joke because I, I travel light as a party of one. I'm like, I got my beer. I got, I got enough my food to survive for two days. I'm good. And, and bandit. Oh yeah. Send the dog. He's got to yeah. go too. All right. So one thing to talk about too, in relation to us having Jeeps and also having our Subarus is the difference in driving both vehicles, which I thought was super pronounced. Um, given the fact that we never aired down, we're on 17s with the little sidewall, yeah. but it was still a pretty awesome ride. Yeah, the the stock cross track is quite impressive. It's well balanced. The brakes are powerful. The mm-hmm. steering is reactive. Right. Uh, for the weight of the vehicle, you can tell that the factory favored on-road driving manners rather than stiffer suspension. Do you find it front heavy, like oh. the balance? A little bit. So do I. I don't yeah. know if that's true. I, I don't know what the weight ratio is, but it felt kind of front heavy. So I, I realized my front was kind of leading more in certain things. And you just kind of push through turns. And, you know, we discovered that as opposed to like understeer through the turns like you would like in a Jeep, um, there's a lot more of like power sliding happening when you're going through like corners at some speed. Yeah, all-wheel drive power sliding is much different than really uh, in the Jeep, like yeah. wide open throttle and two-wheel drive with the traction control off Yeah, is, is a much different <laughs> experience. When, once you get that big heavy rig sliding sideways on gravel and you, you gas it, you, you can... You can feel the difference, and it's classic rear-wheel drive. Yeah. And the front is steered, you know, oversteer. I mean, I love out driving of the turn, Jeep but in the, the wash. frame is pointing to the direction you're headed. So, right. Uh, in the Subi, you don't get that as much. It, it, it drips, and it wants to hold on to the road. Yeah. Unless you're doing e-brake turns. Yeah, you, At least you guys got some e-brakes. e-brakes. Yeah. <laughs> At least we do have a hand-operated e-brake. Which is rad. And, and it that's works. a direct wire connection to the rear drum brake assembly mm-hmm. um, so it uses a redundant brake assembly uh, in case your hydraulic system is to fail um, so the yeah. the uh the e-brake is a cable driven drum brake and that locks up the two rear tires pretty evenly mm-hmm. and then you can throw around the rear end a little bit more <laughs> <Nice>. so <Fun. laughs> it's a lot of fun i was practicing yesterday and uh kind of getting a feel for the balance on the vehicle and like i said i think the front end is a little heavy so it pushes out more than i i expect the rear end to come around more and it didn't as much uh but i think that's more of me figuring out really how to flick it properly to get that back end to come out um and then being an automatic i'm not used to that fully like i like having the manual control mm-hmm. uh so i can't really put pedal down the way i want to it just kind of bogs down and then yeah it's like, I'm like you in, motherfucker in an off-road circumstance when I, I can see the general direction of the trail, but you're making so many fine inputs. Like, yeah. you know, it's a sweeping right, but then you're reading the train and like the way the vehicle will, will handle it at the speed you're going and you choose like a route within the general trail. So there's all these like miniature inputs um, 
going on through that. I, I could feel the vehicle was, was kind of, um, yeah, a little bit heavy up front mm -hmm. and, and not, not quite as, as reactive as, as you'd want it to be. Gave me a little bit more caution on that. I, I think there's ways, I think once we stiffen up the suspension, I was talking to Sean yesterday when we were doing like our one-on-one -on -one drive, um, that maybe once we get rid of some of that squat, once we get a little bit more stability, I feel like it'll be easier to predict how she's going to go into turns and how she's going to corner. Uh, but right now there is a lot of weight that I'm getting used to. Um, cause this is the first time I've actually like kind of thrown her around a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, it's all been street driving. Yeah. I mean, just right now you can see the back end squatting a little bit more than Eric's. Mm -hmm. Oh, just from, just from all the weight yeah. and everything that I have. Cause I have the fridge. Yeah. I've got the kids. I mean, well, Leroy's in your car, right? No, yeah, he's, he's right sleeping oh, behind you, but yeah. Uh, I so, mean, my gear is in oh, there, but my, my gear weighs collectively less than 80 pounds, probably. Yeah, Pretty yeah. lightweight. With We've my got load a out. ton of stuff, boxes. Right. Yeah, yeah, when you're, you're mentioning uh, the difference between manual and automatic, and these vehicles have the little paddle, flappy yeah. shifters, but they're mounted to the steering wheel. So as you turn the steering wheel, so does your positive up gear and your negative down gear. Right. And when you're like doing all these fine like racing inputs, <laughs> navigating obstacles on the trail, you remember where your up and down are. It just gets a little bit awkward. I would so much rather have them mounted on the column. Uh huh. In down oh, is they, always where are down they goes. on the column like on, no they're on the wheel it's on ferraris the wheel, right? and like lamborghinis and like modern super sports they're mounted on the column oh really yeah it's, that. It, that way they stay where you put them and you always rather know where to than go. as you make a turn yeah. positive could be where negative was or <laughs> yeah. at 12 o'clock and six o'clock so it it does add like a little bit of awkwardness i do i do wish that they had mounted them in a stationary position yeah. rather than a rotational all right. Well, Sean, um, so what's next? We're going to get Iron Man on yours. Mm -hmm. We're going to get R Rally Tech on, uh, on Eric's. And then Subi Fest right. will be there as well. And then uh, we'll have um, Flat Out probably ready by then. Um, we're shooting down a JV right now to go shoot a couple Broncos head-to-head, -head, Fox versus King. And so I was talking with Kelly last night. Um, that might, might be a feature that you guys see in Treaded Magazine oh, coming up. Nice. Um, but just more education and we're going to keep pounding it and use you guys as our guinea pigs to get the feedback. Oh, so yeah. no. super excited about it, man. <laughs> this stoked. was so fun. I really appreciate the partnership and thank you yeah. for uh, kind of supporting us and being there for us. Oh yeah. Mega um, support. But speaking of uh, being there for us, uh, we're going to let you go because okay. you yeah. guys have, uh, have some shooting to do in Johnson Valley. Yeah. We got a couple of guys on, on crew waiting for us oh, down yeah. in the desert. So, all right. Well, thank you so much we're for everything, brother. See you, bud. And if you guys want to find out more about Shock Surplus, is it at Shock Surplus, one word? Yep. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. ShockSurplus.com. Yeah, ShockSurplus.com or at ShockSurplus on Instagram. Check them out. A lot of information. YouTube. Uh, check them out on YouTube. Just a ton of info. So Thanks, more to come. See you, Sean. Drive safe. Later, buddy. Bye. Yeah, I love how they do education along with product. Yeah. Uh, because there's so many options and people get wrapped up in the big names and then it's like price points can be similar and options can be overwhelming and yeah. oftentimes like people will just decide based on what's popular. Yeah. And so it's nice, uh, you know, going out to Johnson Valley, two similar equipped Broncos, yeah. Fox and what was you say, King? King. He's a King. Yeah. I think it was the two most popular shocks for that model. Awesome. And it's just going to yep. be a Person. no, yeah, no. Uh, not like a paid advertisement for either company, yeah. not obligated to say something nice or complimentary, not obligated to 
you know, find problems, but uh, it is what it is. Honest feedback is always appreciated. That's, Absolutely. That's what people need to make informed decisions and suspension ain't cheap. No. So it's, no, it's you, not. You want to know what you're getting into, not do trial and error. Yeah. Yeah, it's a true unbiased, like they give true unbiased feedback on you know, the different suspension systems and the different shocks. I went there when I was shopping for the GX. Did you? And that's why I was watching their videos because okay. I, you know, same thing. There's popular brands. What makes a popular brand necessarily better? You're getting quality or are you just getting a name? And I yeah. do the same thing. If I, if I find a website and they've provided me the education, the side-by-side comparisons, yeah. they provide me the tools for me to make an informed decision and they carry all the brands. So it's like for them, they're not you know all the brands yeah they're not paid to favor one over the other they're paid to give an honest they pay for their product unbiased opinion and it's like about it i i I like shopping with those companies because it's like you provided me the unbiased information so i can make a good decision and i could buy this product 100 different retailers oftentimes right but I, i usually choose to support the one that educated me and provided me with the knowledge to make the choice in the first place. Yeah. There's and trust there. There's, it, build, it builds trust. Yeah. And I think they've Absolutely. done a great job at that. And that's and why they their do business service is too. like they actually do installs and service and all the things. So not only can they guide you and point you in the right direction, but then they're also there to, to help, uh, adjust and, and, Fix and yeah, they can do, do custom tuning, tuning, valving. Yeah, they've Where got they the started? newest technology um, with like uh, electronic speed valves. I think he said yeah. that the valve yeah. adjusts itself. It measures the pressure and readjusts and reacts to it 250 times a second. And by opening and closing the reservoir, it can increase the shock pressure based on the velocity of the piston. Right, and it's uh, it's really interesting. And they can install this stuff on a number of different shocks. Yeah, and it's uh kind of cool next level technology of a, kind of an electronic brain inside well, the shock to, to help the shock perform if you want a good reaction ex- time if you want a good example Unreal. of that just look at lauren healy or von gittens ultra four cars those are the active suspension systems i think on both um lauren for sure i know his his uh his fucking badass ultra four rig is got yeah those constantly adjusting based on train and i think they can i think correct me if i'm wrong but i do believe you can map out where you're wherever you're at and how you need your suspension to be you can even change for one corner yeah that's what i'm saying you can actually adjust so if you have like a heavy fridge freezer in the rear right you can make the spring oh you mean corner of the vehicle in that one shock you can change the spring rate and valve timing in that one shock electronically and and basically tune in your vehicle at a level that is That's like easy to do, easy to readjust, not permanent sure. and totally like on the fly. Wow. wow. Uh, some, some, some really cool stuff. And they do, uh, they do dyno testing for the various suspension where they send it out to a laboratory and they put the suspension on a machine that tests the compression and rebound of the actual shock. Um, and so they can see various rates and exactly where it performs its best. Um, so yeah. they've got a lot of cool technology, and they share all of the reports. They um, share it. No matter, how, yeah. no matter how down the rabbit hole you want to get with information, that's one of those places that goes deep with data and discovery and real-world feedback. There's and, only a couple shops that are so good at doing that. I mean, the only other one that comes to mind is, like, AccuTune. Mm-hmm. And they're located – I think they're located more like South Bay Area. I'm not 100% sure on the exact – city but it's in that area right gardena south bay in that in that zone 
Um, but Shock Surplus is really making quite a name for itself in terms of just being knowledgeable, having really experienced techs, having experience in all kinds of things from rock crawling to desert dune running. I mean, Sean, Sean doing the Shock Surplus stuff on social, like I love it. I love this last one that he did where he's like, do you drive like this or do you drive like this? And it's like the talking head style where he's like pointing at like more of a pre-runner style run through a desert versus more of like a slow crawl, you know, a, like moderate, you know, pace accounting for bumps and stuff in the road. Mm -hmm. He's like, are you this driver or that driver? Because that's going to dictate what kind of suspension you really go with or what kind of setup that yeah. is ideal for you. Exactly. Um, one of them is begging to break parts. Yeah. <laughs> the other one is being a little bit more sympathetic <laughs> right? to the machinery. <laughs> I have zero mechanical sympathy. That's what we've all come to understand. Yes. <laughs> I just you want my right. shit to work like based on whatever I want to do to it. And those ultra four cars that are like million dollar cars or whatever the fuck they are. Those things, two hundred maybe two hundred fifty thousand. I don't know. Like, I think they're between that and yeah. and, and up. Yeah, but I mean, I, like at the thing on the low end, at the factory level, quarter. you're at like a million. I, I'm sure, like those, like yes. Vaughn and, and JRs or JRs and uh, um, Lawrence, like that's. I don't think he likes being called JR, by the way. But that's uh, that's like the upper echelon of manufacturer involved. Oh yes. Motorsports for Ultra Four and those things are I'm just machines. Probably very custom for Por dude the their portals are fourteen thousand dollars a corner on those on those vehicles. Just the corners. Like just, just the portal the, port the hub. The ported hubs. The portal the portal yeah, the hubs are fourteen thousand dollars a piece. Like this this the price of a full axle assembly from yeah. a curry. Yeah. Like a sixty. We were out at a summer camp and there was a dude from the Axle Company. It was a really, really nice one. Oh yeah, Brandon from. Uh, um, well, no, it wasn't he? He was a, he was a differential. He had full axles on a two-door Jeep, and I remember them being over twenty-five thousand uh, axles. Oh, oh, that was Justin. Yes, that was Justin. Yeah, he had the he had the tube works. Tube works. Dude, those, those were so nice. Those axles and I'm like, your insane. two axles are Is that like twenty eight thousand dollars a piece? I think they're twenty six or twenty eight thousand yeah. a piece. A piece. Yeah. Wow. An axle. Just for the axle shot. Those are the ultra four level axles. Yes, yeah. so that's out of my price range. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah. The axles alone on this vehicle were worth as much as my Jeep was <laughs> off the factory floor. <laughs> yeah. Just for front and rear. You have axles. an entire Jeep. That's nah, what we say. My, you have an entire Jeep underneath your vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> it was wow. I, I, was, like, I was like, what runs this? Because he had them as I mean Oh, totally overbuilt and unneeded. But he had them on a two-door JK or JL. The dude's also an engineer. Right. Like, he but was he, Casey Curry's crew so, chief. So, he, yeah, like. he, he can do that. But I'm like, who buys these? And he's like, $800,000 trophy trucks need $50,000 of axle. Right. And I'm like, that makes sense. That makes complete if sense. If, yeah. if your trophy truck is 800 k you can spend fifty on on axles and drive shafts and yeah. <laughs> ported, ported hubs. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there's amazing and technology I can dream. out there. But, uh, <laughs> Racing is an expensive hobby. It is. It and is. I learned that through friends firsthand now. I just want to race a couple of things once. I'm not a guy who's like, oh, I need to go win everything. I just want to go test myself, go have fun. And I think it'd be a great experience and great opportunity. And check that fucker off the, the bucket check list. Check the box, yeah. Yeah, check the box. While your back is still good. Well, you know what's... Yeah, while well, my back is... Hey, some, apparently, some King some of the Hammer is the most... Um, most common reason for for exiting races is broken broken backs broken backs like yeah just yeah oftentimes it's not uh, wow. uh, there's many cases every year where it's not a vehicle issue or a mechanical failure it's, a body it's the, failure. The, the the battering is so hard inside the vehicle it can it, wow. you can you can crack 
a vertebrae and um that's obviously com- no good compression constant uh-huh. compression yeah. Yeah. it makes sense knowing the terrain that they're driving through but especially on the vehicles that you're driving with a lot of these guys like yeah. where the suspension i'd want to get one of those hydraulic rate. seats that the um yeah. that are in those delivery trucks how about like the, the, new RVs? the new i was the gonna say the new TRD tacoma pros or yeah whatever. there you go the trd pros like the mech seats like this has lateral and whatever freaking uh suspension tiny little fox have you seen it in the back of them they have like that full you can see it yeah it's interesting. <laughs> it was, it was uh, the engineer talking about it. I'm like, you watched a lot of anime growing up. Like, this is now a mech suit. Yeah, design looking form. like looking like Formula One push rod yeah. suspension on your Dude, seat. On your seat. It's like, I don't want the $20,000 upgrade seats. I'll take it stock, you know? Like, how much does that add to the price of a lot? Um, anyways, so, so what's next? What are we doing? We're going to go install the bumper. Yeah, today. Kelly said she'd help. Kelly said she'd help. Yeah, we Dude, got a we holding got a, a camera, perhaps. <laughs> we got a, a winch. I can hold something. We got a winch interrupt um, from know. Warren. I think we're going to have Greg do the interrupt. Okay, we can just pre-wire, pull, pull wires where they need to go. Yeah. Uh, it's not like I'm planning on doing any vehicle rescues between now and then. But, Correct. But uh, I guess we have everything we need to just wire up directly. It goes straight yeah. to the battery. It's not like we go through the S-Pod. No, um, exactly. Yeah, the, this yeah. one. This one should be. Yeah. Okay. Should be uh, relatively straightforward, yep. and we'll we'll of course do a video series on the Warren winch and front bumper uh, install, and then we also have the KC fog lights. So KC as long as we're in the neighborhood, yep. Going to go ahead and we'll throw be able in. to get those installed on yours super easy compared to mine because we did mine with the bumper still on the body, and Greg is able to kind of know what he's like feeling around for. And so for him, it was easy for me. Basically he was doing it blind. He was basically doing it blind. Yeah. 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 Just from feel. But yeah. But it'll be a lot easier on yours uh, since we'll have the bumper off. Um, and I, I say, we just try to knock these out, just face the vehicles at each other and try to knock them out in tandem would be ideal. That would be ideal. Yeah. Just do, doing both. Doing both at the same yeah. time. For if we're, if we're up late, we're up late. But if the project gets completed, wife ain't home. Kids, kids are here to help. Kelly's gonna help. Let's see. Uh, let's see how it goes. And Jackson, and is that true? Are you gonna help? The bumper install. He looks Subaru. like he's gonna help take a nap. Yeah. You look ready for a nap. I think it's about time to go. Um, when do we have videos coming out on Tread? When do we say? We were talking about June before. We were. So but we're I a think little behind schedule. We should probably release a couple before Subi Fest. Okay. So maybe target early July. Okay. If you can't make the first one, second week of July. But yeah. I would say get at least two, three out okay. on YouTube. And so we'll you guys obviously can, push through the website. You guys can start watching on Tread, um, Tread's YouTube. Uh, there will be a link on the website, like you said. And I'll also probably end up making a playlist on my own channel if, that, if you're already subscribed. Uh, but subscribe, subscribe to Tread. Uh, you're going to see a lot more of me and Eric and what we're doing and the progress on the Subarus as we go through each phase of the installs. Some of the videos are going to be install videos, not the most exciting, but it gives a lot of education if you're interested in the Subaru market with the Crosstracks. Otherwise, we are going to have on-road impressions. We're going to have like reviews. We're going to we're going to do a lot of different kind of segments. Uh, we're even talking Kelly into doing a podcast soon too, so stay tuned for that one. My uh, podcast. Your podcast. Oh, yes, um, that's right. But, uh, but for all of you guys who've been listening, for the new listeners out there, um, I always try to talk to you directly and this is uh this is that time i hope you guys are doing well i know june is uh, mental health awareness month uh for a lot of men men's mental health awareness month and i know a lot of us struggle with all kinds of shit um that 
sometimes we just shoulder it on our own and we just try to get through it. We grin and bear it. Um, but it never hurts to reach out to your friends if it gets to the point where you just want to bitch or complain. I think we all have a few passes, you know, as long as we're not constantly being the negative one, like, you know, then you pay somebody to listen and they're okay with it. Yes. Yeah. You don't totally lean on your friends for like every single complaint, but you know, they're, that's what friends are for. That's what family's for. That's, you know, it's good for you to get it out instead of keeping it all in. Everyone goes through bad, bad days, things, yeah. bad moments, or bad seasons, if you will. Yeah. yeah it's, and men, I think, aren't used to talking about that stuff. No. I will say it's very funny watching reality television. Yes, I know. <laughs> but the younger generation that you see on these reality shows, especially some of these dating ones, where they're forced to have to talk about their feelings and they're forced to have to talk about what's on their mind, they come out of this experience going wow that was really these people are my best friends now yes it is and it's it's great that that kind of exposure is being put out there to younger people to say hey it's okay to talk about how you feel it's okay to not be happy all the time it's okay to share that emotion definitely and we're not all happy all the time and it becomes like people say you're moody well no it's just because i'm not talking about my problems you have no context of why i'm feeling the way i'm feeling and then you know, it alienates people, it causes issues. So you're better off kind of just putting it out there from time to time. And, you know, being on the Instagram thing and just at this point, not giving a lot of cusses about it. I just tend to be very open and honest on my channel. Like, you know, and it's good. And, you know, there's dudes that have reached out and go, Hey dude, I could never do that on my own, but it helps me out a lot of hearing you talk about it. And I know I'm not alone. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll be that guy. That's nice to hear. I like hearing that feedback. I hesitate on kind of how real does one want to get? Well, you want to know what's what's a hard one, and women deal with it, are miscarriages. Yes. My wife, you know, Ashley's dealt with a couple, and she thought it was her body. She thought it was her issue. She mm-hmm. thought it was alone in her, in her depression and her sadness and her... She almost took fault that it was her fault having lost the baby and didn't realize how normal it was because nobody talks about it. Right. Cause it's a such a devastating friends. situation, but every single girlfriend that, you know, you'd have, I'm sure is kind of who's, who's been trying or has tried in the past has probably gone through it. I would say that percentage of people who are looking to get pregnant or do get pregnant, um, is much higher than we even realize. Yeah. I mean, I would say probably even over 50% that's stretching, but it's I one mean, of those things women don't talk about. So right. like same way men have things that we don't talk about, you know, um, it's easier to just throw back a couple of beers. It's easier to just lose ourselves in our projects or, or just talk about cars or, you know, and sometimes that's what we need. We just need to come together and just have a good time. And that allows us to like release a little bit of, you know, our stress. But the more you keep it in, the more you don't talk about it, the more you feel alone and alienated within, the more you start to alienate the people around you without even knowing you're kind of doing it. It just starts to affect your relationships and it's important to balance, you know, what you hold inside and what, you know, you communicate out there. That's yeah. Fine. Normalizing that type of communication is yeah. yes. probably the healthiest way. I don't know. There's so many ways of being a man, you know, but honestly, the I macho, say, yeah. being from an Asian family, we yeah. do not talk about our emotions. Right. If I'm talking to my mom about something and my dad walks in the room, it's like, you know, why do you need to yell? And I'm not yelling. I'm just passionate, passionate. about what I'm talking about. <laughs> so <laughs> I understand the not being used to it mentality. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of culturally that happens in families too. Yeah. So I mean, American cultures too, a lot of, a lot of like the stereotypical man thing right. from other, you know, more like American white, I guess, you know, 
native, oh fuck, I am tripping all over minds here, whatever, Americans who've been here generationally versus me, first generation Persian American here, um, you realize it's part of their culture too. They don't really talk as right. much about it. I mean, you, you're multi-generational American, so how's it been in like your family? Are you, are you guys kind of more communicative or are you kind of under the rug stuff? Like, what's it like? Yeah, usually under the rug stuff. Yeah. I communicate more with my close network of friends than I do. With your family. Than with family on, yeah. on personal issues like that. Still close with my family, but in that regard, not not really like a topic that I bring up regularly. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I've always said family's thicker than blood, and, it, and that's really the crux of it. It's, you know, your family you're born into. And if you have a good relationship like I do, or I like to think I do with my sons um, and my wife, you know, then you're lucky. Um, but, but oftentimes you find that your family are the, the members in your network that you've chosen to trust and confide in and, and really share your soul with who have hopefully not taken advantage of that trust and are there for you and you're there yes. for them. And it's truly a family. Like it's, it's like a village that we're building, right? We just live farther apart from one another, but we're still a village. Like if Kelly needed anything, she called me, you know, me or Ashley would go and help you out. Yeah. And Same I truly Eric, believe that, you know, like we had Eric over for Easter because he's family. Like, you know, it's, and it's the, the, the true, it's, it's as true a family as like a brother or sister would be, uh, honestly in yeah. my mind. And, uh, and I value those relationships and I think, you know, we should, we should all value those relationships, not take them for granted. Anyways. All right. So I think it's time to head back down the mountain. It's been awesome, guys. This has been much needed in my mind. Yeah. I, I needed a little camping night. A little, little one from... We got another one next week, which is going to be the Tread Lightly Rig for Dirt project in Lado Creek. We got an exemption to actually be in Lado Creek. Lado Creek is one of the, the trail networks that's still closed, actually. You really? can't. Yeah. Is that well, due to snow? There's no snow, but there's it's, no due, snow. it's due to the snow having washed yeah, all the roads. All like they need heavy machinery to get those roads fixed. Okay. Yeah. So what we're going to do is probably do some like yellow side rehabs as they fix the roads with their, you know, um, driver. What, what do you call them? The things with the plows in the front. Yeah. A bulldozer? A bulldozer, yay. <laughs> yeah. Some earth moving equipment. Earth moving that makes equipment. Sense. Fix, yeah. those, fix those shelf roads that have washed out. Yep. We'll help get signs back together or yellow posts cleaned up and, and is that something out. people can participate in oh yeah well i we've got a limit to 10 rigs and i think right now i'm at five are you available next week eric yeah okay so six including me uh kelly you in i think so on i'm spot, free on the spot on no, the podcast if, was, if you're free that's seven so i'll just yeah, have to find three great. more within the network i don't want to do something so yeah i try to keep the lido creek ones like more like closer circle stuff like or people that have come before and Proven that they're not idiots. Like, I don't want to babysit on these. I don't want to babysit, and I don't want to be worried about who we have around us. That's yeah. a big deal for well, me. Well, and you're there for a positive reason to do something good. Yeah. You don't want to have to deal with mischief and mayhem. Somebody so. who maybe drinks too much right away. Or yeah, something. and we're there at the invitation of Tread Lightly and right. Forest Service. It is very so important. It's, it's kind of like being on that. your best behavior. And while we do have a great time and awesome, like, you know, it's it's fun it's bonding we feel good doing work to like protect things that are precious to us that we keep love. our trails open dude keeping yes. trails open keeping doing our parts open yeah. um you know all of that stuff is is 
ma- makes it worthwhile. And, and you know, this is a this is Rig for Dirt's sponsored trail. Yeah. It's, it's a yeah. adopt a trail. Yeah. You guys did multiple events yeah. there last year, so this is just continuing the commitment that you set out to do. But uh, I'll hopefully get our sticker on that little board soon enough. I keep forgetting. I I never did it for the sticker, and they're like, "Are you gonna put your sticker?" I'm like, "Oh, okay." Uh, right now, it's like sponsored by and blank. <laughs> <laughs> It's but it's it's Rick for dirt, yeah. And uh, me and that's Frank, awesome. I didn't me maybe mention yeah. that before. I didn't that register. But yeah, we got to bring a bottle that's of champagne me. and a sticker. Yeah, yes. just smash it on a rock. Well, I'm gonna drink it, and you can <laughs> clean up the glass after you smash it. I'm but kidding. whatever, no, we're not smashing yeah. any glass. <laughs> like what? No, because <laughs> against everything. Do, I your do. <laughs> do your part. Do your part. Anyways, all right. Well, let's uh, let's thank some people. Uh, thank you to all our partners on our vehicles, um, our Subarus our Jeeps, all the people that make our adventures possible, um, all the people who've helped us, friends, family, uh, to make what we do possible and to be able to continue to be part of this community, um, telling you guys stories like once every few weeks. And uh, thanks for hanging in there and listening. Um, huge thanks to, to Milestar Tires for always being a partner, uh, having supported the podcast in the past. Uh, Magnaflow uh, Exhaust for also... Um, being involved, Rich has been a huge uh, supporter of what we've done in the past. And, uh, you know, I don't know what the future looks like with anybody, but I do. I am very thankful for everyone who's gotten us to where we are. I think things are changing. You know, Eric's on now. Frank's kind of coming back. Like there's things happening again with Rick for Dirt, starting to get organized, um, more of a plan. Uh, but again, we, we just we take it as it comes and always hope for the best. And I'm looking forward. To, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a lot of cool stuff come already a bunch of cool stuff happening and only gonna get like you know more and more from here so i'm uh i just have a lot of editing to do a <laughs> lot of editing yes. yeah. a lot of installs yeah. busy couple of weeks you between crunch now. month oh my crunch God. month is upon us on build which is cool though i mean we got a lot of projects to get done but i'm excited about all of them and yeah um, i took up to seattle for one weekend so that's gone so yeah we're gonna we're just gonna have to carry the torch bring you bring you guys along on the journey and uh let you know you know our opinions on uh on each project and the pros and cons so should be fun all right where can people find you american overland on instagram or right here with you on rig for dirt kelly uh they can find me on instagram at twinkie 923 <laughs> podcast name will branch off of that yeah and obviously you can look at you can find tread online social media where instagram is tread underscore magazine youtube's the same um and treadmagazine.com check out uh, kelly's editorials that she prides herself on and you know that's in print i don't think we put those online no in we print. should find a little well, library people, people of people should get it on print and I, I do feel nice when people read them and then will yeah. email me something in reference to. I'm like, oh, they pay attention to that. That's interesting. So, hey, That's awesome. thank you, people. I appreciate it. And then, of course, us. You can find us at rigfordirt.com. You can find Fast Friends at fastfriends.fun. F-U-N. That's not a typo. Um, you can find me at Kate the Jeep and on YouTube at Fix, Break, Repeat. I hope you've written all those down because it's a lot of shit. Now. <laughs> um, and... Thank you guys for uh, listening, and as usual, more to come. See you on the next one. Thank you, and thanks for the support. And I'm excited about the CB builds. Oh yeah, so awesome. Bye guys. <laughs> <laughs>